Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey folks, Tom Merritt here, host of Know a Little More. Longtime listeners know we put these episodes out in batches, sometimes called seasons, because it takes some work to dig down and research these, but not all of you are longtime listeners, meaning you haven't heard all the episodes. Add to that the fact that things change, stuff gets updates, facts become clearer. So we've decided to take this time between batches of new episodes to re-release some of the older ones. This episode is about public key cryptography. It was originally released October 29th, 2020. We have not added anything to this one since the original episode. So enough of the preamble. Begin about public key cryptography. This says it's protected with public key cryptography, but if everyone gets my key out in public, how's that secure? And who the heck are Alice and Bob? Are you confused? Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about public key cryptography. Public key cryptography is a system to make it easy to authenticate things with whomever you want. Public keys can be given out to anyone without risk, and your private key, as long as it's private to you, ensures that only you can authenticate those public keys. How does that work? How can anyone have your public key and it not be risky? Those of you who are experts in security or security researchers, don't cringe too much at this. I'm going to take a lot of shortcuts in this explanation in order to make it good for people who don't know anything about encryption. The idea with public key cryptography is that you have a key, which is just a number, really, and we'll get to how a number can work later, but it's just a number. It's a piece of math that you put out there that people can use to encrypt communications with you. Now, they can either encrypt something sent to you, or they can read something encrypted by you and determine that it was, in fact, created by you because it goes with your public key. Now, you may think, as I did when I first ever heard about this, how is it possible for someone to give me the key publicly and that be secure? That's because there's also a private key. And so the public key and the private key work well together. Okay, there's a private key. You have to use the private key and the public key together. But how can I send something to someone and have them be able to decrypt it without revealing my private key? Certainly, I must have to give the private key to the other person. In a sense, yeah, there is a system where you do give someone the private key. That's called symmetric key cryptography, and that underlies a lot of public key encryption schemes. But let me give you an example that shows how it's possible to share a key 
And this example where we're going to use an actual padlock and key combination shows how you can keep something secure when you have a private key, but still allow some people to unlock it with the public key. I'm not the one who came up with this metaphor, so all credit to the person who originally did out there, but this is going to be a system where a padlock has three key states. A lock can usually be locked or unlocked, right? You turn your key to the right, and it's locked. You turn it to the left, and it's unlocked. Well, this special padlock has lock, unlocked, and lock again. You can have a key turn to the left, and it's locked, or you can have a key that turns to the right, and it's locked. Now, imagine you have two keys for this special padlock. One key can only turn to the left, and the other key only turns to the right. So I think you probably know where I'm going with this. One of those keys, let's say the one that turns to the right, is given out publicly to people. And you say, okay, if you have this key, you can now turn my lock to the right, but you can't turn it to the left. So if you encrypt something for me, you turn the lock to the right, you pull out your key, and you send it to me, anybody with my public key can't unlock it. But because I have the key that turns to the left, I can. So what other good is the public key? Look, you got my public key, the one that goes to the right. I've got my key that goes to the left. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send you an unlocked padlock for you to send me an encrypted message. The padlock is the public key platform we're using. So you take this padlock, you lock the box that your message is in, then you take my public key, which again goes to the right. You put that key in, you turn it to the right, and here's the thing. Remember, you can't go to the left with that public key. So now, even you can't unlock it. You just locked it. You can't unlock it yourself. That's why it's safe to give everybody the public key. It can only go one direction. You send that padlocked box to me. I've got the key that can go to the left. So I'm able to unlock it. And I'm the only one. If someone in the middle grabs that padlocked box, and we're going to pretend that this is a padlock that can't be picked, what can they do? Unless they have my private key, nothing. All right. But public key cryptography uses numbers, not actual keys and locks. And you may be sitting there thinking, can't numbers just be cracked? Well, to see how the numbers might work, let's bring in those classic cryptography players, Alice, Bob, and Eve. Alice and Bob want to exchange a key, but Eve's in the middle and they know she's there. A to B is how you want the message to go, Alice to Bob, but evil Eve wants to steal it. So what we, Alice and Bob, are going to do is use a number that we agree on. Let's say it's two. Eve might know about two. That's fine. Uh, think of two sort of as the platform. Alice is going to pick her secret number to be three. She's not going to tell anybody this number. She doesn't want Eve to be able to figure that out. So... To encrypt the secret number, she's going to raise two, the platform number, to the power of three, her secret number, and that ends up with eight. Eight is her public key. She sends the number eight to Bob. Now Bob has received from Alice the number eight. Bob has his own secret key, his own private key. It's four. He's going to raise Two, again, the platform number that everybody knows, to the power of four, his secret key, and end up with 16. That's his public key. So Alice's public key is eight. 
Bob's public key is 16, and he sends his 16 to Alice. Now, Alice knows the number 16. Eve can see all of this so far. She can see that Alice sent Bob 8, and she can see that Bob sent Alice 16, but Eve doesn't know either Bob or Alice's secret numbers. She only knows the public numbers. Now, here's how it gets interesting. Alice is going to take the 16 that she got from Bob, and she doesn't know Bob's secret number is 4, but she's going to raise 16 to the power of her secret number, 3. That happens to be 4,096. Bob's going to take the public number he got from Alice, remember, it's 8, and raise it to his secret number, which is 4. 8 to the power of 4 happens to also be 4,096. And now they both know a secret number they can share, 4,096, but they have shared it in a way that Eve doesn't know so they can use 4096 to encrypt messages to each other. They've shared a public key, 8 and 16. Eve knows the public key, 8 and 16, based on a known factor, which is 2. But Eve doesn't know 4096. And she can't without doing some work. Not by looking. So you're probably sitting there thinking like, well, hold on, if she, if she knows it's 2 and she sees 8 and 16, it's not going to take her very long to do the math. And that is the key to understanding public encryption. When you hear about weakened encryption, weakened keys, keys that used to work and don't work anymore, it means that Eve got better at math. So, of course, in our very weak example, Eve can sit there and go, okay, well, I know that two is the base, and I saw that Alice sent eight to Bob, so let me compute this. Two times two is four. Four times two is eight. Aha, I've computed that Alice's secret number is three. But Eve isn't able to just do that by looking. She had to do the math. She had to compute it, even if it was just in her head. But that's only because the math's really easy in our example. Make that math a lot harder, and it becomes a lot harder for Eve to figure it out. She's going to need a computer to help her figure it out. So the strength of public key cryptography relies entirely on how difficult that mathematical factor is. Now, you can get into all kinds of things about elliptic curve and factoring of primes if you want to know how they actually create these numbers in the real world. But the principle is the same, which is you create a system based on math that the other person can come up with so that you're only exchanging public numbers and Eve, the person in the middle, would have to spend a long time doing math or often factoring to try to crack what those numbers are. And sure, in our example, she didn't have to spend a lot of time to figure out that 8 was 2 to the power of 3. But make that much more complex, and it'll take hundreds of thousands of hours for a computer to figure it out. That's one of the reasons you'll hear security people often say that there is no such thing as uncrackable encryption. It's just a matter of time, because it's all math. What you're trying to do is come up with an algorithm that is sufficiently complex that the amount of time it will take to crack makes it worthless to try. I mean, if it's going to take to the heat death of the universe to factor out your number, that's pretty strong encryption. But of course, as computers get more powerful, as we do things like add in natural random number generators from quantum sources, things get different. Computers get better at solving complex math. So an algorithm that used to be really strong in 1996 against the computer power of 2020 doesn't hold up. 
but as computers get better at solving complex math, computers are also getting better at creating complex math. So we just start coming up with new systems and new ways of making the keys, and things generally stay at parity. But that's why it's really important not to use older encryption that used to work. Now, granted, these are overly simplistic models I'm talking about. There's lots of shortcuts I took to explain them. And when you get into RSA encryption, Diffie-Hellman 256-bit encryption, there are caveats and things you have to know to make it actually work in real life. But the fundamental principle is there, which is taking a piece of math, using it to create a number that you can give someone publicly that they can then use to create a key that only two of you know. I hope this helps you understand the concept of encryption a little better. In other words, I hope now you know a little more about public key cryptography. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.